0: You're listening to Sarah Archer in episode 120 of the Speaking Club podcast. Your life is a work of art that deserves to be seen. Your dirty laundry, on the other hand, does not. Do make sure you tidy up the view for your Zoom calls. I started this podcast for two reasons because I want to help people recognise the power of stories and humour in speaking, and because I believe it's your message that counts, not the number of ums and ahs you use. There are some organisations that want to create robot speakers. They want you to sacrifice your personality in order to speak perfectly. I want to let you know that you can be yourself and a sensational speaker. So, if you want to be a speaker that connects and engages authentically through stories, a speaker that gives value as well as a great performance, then welcome home. Hi there, I hope you are well. So one thing that happened to me uh, recently was that I was preparing for a workshop that I'm giving this week. Uh, today, in fact, if you're listening to this on release, um, on how to smash pitches and presentations online. And whilst I was doing the research, I happened across the woman who took her laptop to the toilet with her when she was on a Zoom call and quite a few examples of partners prancing through Zoom backgrounds in underwear. So I want you to remember your background represents your brand. So pay attention to what people can see behind you. I'm hoping to uh, clear up a few things for some people today, especially if you are due to be returning to the fray, returning back to work after this forced pause as they've been calling it. So today, my guest is Diane Bannister. And I I first met her when she was in the audience for a talk that I was doing on stories in marketing. And she approached me after and she's been a student and a client since. So speaking can bring all sorts of unexpected benefits. So get out there and spread your message, even if it's just online for now. So Diane is a returning guest and I've brought her back because she is a sales expert and she's been helping a number of businesses get ready for that return to work so that they can generate revenue as quickly as possible and get things going again. And Diane's also made some big changes to her own business as a result of COVID-19 and we're going to talk about that too. Now, life will revert to some form of normal after this experience, but it's likely that there's going to be some lasting behavioral shifts and I expect more remote working and online communication are likely to be two of the big ones. So... The bottom line is that not only do you need to get comfortable presenting online, but you also need to get comfortable having sales conversations online if you want to grow your business or get more speaking gigs now and in the future. And whether you're an entrepreneur or a corporate leader with sales teams who have to make this transition to the online world, it is going to be important that you're able to start back strong in this new context. And I know that Diane's tips on this show are going to help you. So before I switch to the interview, I wanted to say that if you are enjoying The Speaking Club, I'd be so grateful if you take a couple of minutes to leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcast or wherever you're listening, because it's great to get the feedback and it also helps other people who need it to find the show. OK, let's get into the interview. Welcome to The Speaking Club again, Diane Bannister.
1: Hi, Sarah. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, good, thank you. Are, you. are you doing all right during the old lockdown? We're
1: doing very well. I don't know which day of the week it is. It's <laughs> all merged into one. I never seem to leave the office. But uh, life is good. Well, I want to get on
0: to that. So you've been on the show before, episode 102. For anyone that hasn't listened to that, if you haven't, go back and listen to it. It's a good one. Um, so for those that haven't met you before, Could you just say a few words about your company, why you do what you do and how you help people?
1: Yeah, of course. So I run a sales and service training company called Intelligent Dialogue. And we help clients develop their people so that they can have better conversations with their customers. Through that, that means they they can win more business, whether that's new business or they get their existing customers to spend more with them. And I've been doing that. We've been doing that now nearly 30 years, quite scarily. Um, And I genuinely still enjoy working with people so that they feel more confident in the conversations that they have with customers and in the work that they do. Brilliant.
0: Cool. And now one of the reasons, big reasons I got you on the show was, is around how you've pivoted because your business was predominantly offline before COVID-19. So how did it affect you? And what did you do about it?
1: yeah so all of our training took place in training rooms across the country, and in fact, when lockdown was announced, the week after we were going to do a big sales strategy piece for a client where they were flying people in from Europe, um so they've got heads of sales across Europe coming in for that, and we were we started by thinking, oh there might be flight restrictions. And then I started thinking, I'm not sure I want to stay in a hotel with all this going on. (laughs) And then the dawning realization that was that the reality was that any sales strategy that we were going to be putting together would be changed by this anyway. So although we talked about could we put it online, we made the decision to postpone it because everywhere was going to be impacted by this and we didn't know how it was going to play out. And so after that, I think I spent a week in real flight or fight. There was days where I, this isn't going to beat me, you know, <laughs> we've, we'll, we'll sort this out. And then there were days where I just wanted to sit on the uh, sit on the settee, eat ice cream, and watch box sets. You know, yeah. it was just a real fight or flight. And then I think we all started to get our heads around what it meant. You know, the world, although it was changing, wasn't ending. Yeah, it was just, you know, what does this mean for us? What there's a whole new landscape out there. What could we do for clients that would be most useful for them? And as we started to talk to clients, we realized that we could do stuff online. So we moved to Zoom training or Teams training, so video-based training, still live events. And yeah, we looked at how we could make those interactive, participative, all the good stuff that we're known for in the real world. And uh, we lived the learning the change curve for a few weeks while we were going through that. But I'm glad to say... We've worked with some really proactive clients who've seen that there is an opportunity in all of this and in a positive way, an opportunity for their business and for their people. And although they furloughed their sales teams, they wanted to keep their sales teams engaged with the business. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we've been doing really short, bite-sized training courses for those people.
0: And actually, what could have been a disaster has led to some fantastic
1: results. There is a point of principle behind this that when you're faced with something like this, you have two choices, don't you? You can sit and freeze, or you can say, what are you going to do about it? I mean, it's like you and I both know Haddy, who runs a fantastic chain of ice cream shops yeah. um, locally. And she was really good at pivoting her business, recognizing that she needed to go into restaurants. Mm. And she made the choice, didn't she, that that's how she was going to increase her capacity. And then overnight, because she'd been selling into that, her shops had closed, her restaurants had closed. What's she doing? She's organized a delivery service and you can have ice cream delivered to your door. And she's doing really well because she's thought about the new world and what she can do in it. So yeah, it is a choice.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's accepting that you are still the designer of your life and you're the creator of your life rather than the victim. So things can happen, but you are still in control of how you respond to the things that have happened.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the word respond there is really key in all of this, because if people are scared and there's a lot to be scared about, they will react. Mm. And actually, we need to take a step back and kind of gather our emotions and say, I know you're trying to keep us safe, but actually I need to respond to the situation, not react. Mm. Um, and I do think there's a, a difference between the two things.
0: Absolutely. I think reaction is hasn't got much intention behind it. Whereas Respond, it is about being intentional yeah. and choosing to do something. So, so basically, you've gone from teaching live to teaching online. How have you found that in terms of the different experience for you and for the people that you're
1: teaching? It's been fascinating. I, I mean, we know, we know the stats, don't we, about how much of communication is around body language and how much of that is subconscious. But it's been really fascinating to see just how much you tune into what's going on in a room and the energy in a training room subconsciously. And suddenly the medium of that has changed. You're mm. doing this over over video. So I found eye contact quite interesting because... If you're looking at the person to gauge their reaction, you're not looking them in the eye because you're not looking at the camera. So that's been interesting to get our heads around. And and we've all said, because there's been a team of us involved in, in the projects that we're running, we've all said with it, we found that we're being much more directive. So in a training course, we would throw a question out and see where that lands. On a Zoom training course, we're being more directive. So we'd be saying, so... How might you apply that, Sarah? Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. you know, you're having to really engage people. And and I think, and I'm sure we'll come onto it in this conversation, I think you've got to be at the top of your game over video, whether that's training or whether you're selling all those good communication principles to keep people engaged and participating and interested. You you know, you've got to be at your top of your game with that.
0: So have you enjoyed it?
1: Yeah, I have. It's been it's been fascinating. I, it reminds me, and this is probably 20 years ago now, we were involved in a major project for a client where they had decided to replace some of their field sales team with telephone-based account managers, telephone account managers, and there was a project team involved in that and how, how could we still have those quality conversations that do them over the telephone, and this reminds me of that time. We're, we're looking at how we can use this technology and how we can become much more productive with it and you know I've been talking to people who said already they've increased their capacity by 100% because they're having conversations over video rather than traveling around the, yeah. the county or the country trying to have meetings with people so I think this is here to stay we've been forced into it but I think it will make a big difference
0: yeah I think that's the that's the point I was going to make to you I think this there's no going back from it. The Pandora's box has been opened yep. in the sense of yep. all of the benefits that you can get from having online meetings. Yep. Um, I don't know, you know eventually how things are going to settle down, but remote working and virtual meetings are probably two of the things that are going to stay with us, I
1: think. Yeah, completely.
0: Now, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you, after your roller coaster week, you decided that you were going to continue selling and there were a few voices early on and potentially there still are voices out there suggesting that we shouldn't be selling right now that it's wrong to do that
1: what's your view on that uh, i think it depends what you're selling if you're a manufacturer of ppe do we really want those people to stop selling <laughs> you know yeah and i think it depends how people are selling i think hard pushy sales never won And that's certainly not going to work in this marketplace. But I think I think it's important to keep contact with customers. I think it's important to see what's going on for them. I think it's important to understand what's relevant in their marketplace, their space. And if you can keep close to people, that will help inform you about the messages and the conversations that you need to have. So I would say, you know, and I've seen sales trainers saying, stop selling, they're not interested. And in the in the first kind of week, two weeks, that might be appropriate. But I truly believe now, as we're coming out of this, we need to be selling because the economy needs that revenue. You know, good salespeople, well, they bring they bring cash and business into an organisation which is looking after jobs. It's looking after people in those organisations, and that's where our tax base comes from. You know, I don't think it's a bad thing to sell. But there again, I never did. I think how you approach selling yeah. needs to pivot, needs to change.
0: Interesting. Cool. OK. You know, you have continued to work with businesses during the lockdown. Even those businesses that were, they, they had to sh- sort of shut down themselves. You continue yep. to work with them. And based on that and obviously all of your previous experience, what do you think the challenges many
1: businesses are going to face getting back to work? There's several. I mean, there's the immediate kind of health and safety issue of how are they going to be able to operate safely and make sure that people are in a safe space, whether that's an office or a construction site or a a doctor's surgery. There's a whole piece around health and safety. It's been interesting with clients because there have been some people who have been working through this and they're probably going to need a break because they've been doing long hours to keep a business or an organisation going. So they probably need a little bit of a rest. And then you've had a whole team of people who are furloughed. And, you know, it's coming up for two months now. And some of them will be itching to go back to work. Some of them will have struggled with furlough. Some of them probably don't want to go back to work as as well. You know, they've fallen into a routine with it and they've enjoyed spending time with their family. Everybody's circumstances are different, but I think just at a point now where businesses need people to come back with energy and enthusiasm, and particularly with sales teams to hit the ground running so that they can make sales and bring business into an organization. If the sales part of their brain has switched off, it's going to be difficult. Uh, unless they're thinking about that, how they're going to switch that back on? So, just a little example. I've not driven a car for about seven weeks, so I said I need to get in a car and drive. No, it was interesting because actually, I I could drive, but could I remember where any of the buttons were? You know, how do you <laughs> how do you put the aircon on? How, you know, how do we program the sat nav? All of that, I couldn't remember any of that. You know, people are going to need to be eased back in to get familiar with their systems again, familiar with their processes again, and also just to work that sales part of their brain. And the landscape that they're coming back into has changed. So their old scripts, if you like, although I'm not a fan of scripts, but their old way of working probably needs to change.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. You know, there are going to be different demands on us, anyone who wants to sell, you know, after this crisis although it's not over yet (laughs) we're in the midst of it and maybe say for the next sort of 12 18 months who knows maybe longer what impact is that going to have on the way that we approach sales conversations
1: again this is so sector specific Mm. it depends what you're selling and to whom Mm. so I think a generic answer to that is not necessarily easy but I think you'll only be perceived as having value to people if your message is relevant And if your message came from before this time, that may not be. Well, it may not be relevant now, and it certainly they might have value. So people have got to think about what insights, what stories, what they can do to help customers in this new world rather than what was happening in January or February.
0: Cool. So really sort of getting in touch with where your customer is. And and where you are and what, you know,
1: in the overall context of that new landscape. Cool. Okay. And and that is a good sales conversation. Yeah. Uh, And that's what I meant when I said earlier, particularly if people are going to be using video technology, it's going to amplify the need for them to be at the top of their game, to be able to open up conversations with customers and really understand what's going on for them, to be interested in the customer
0: you sort of, literally sort of lifted and shifted some of the, the existing training that you did and moved it online. So still live and online, but you're also starting to create some online training products now as well. And I wanted to touch on one of the products that you've created and the interesting story behind it. And I've been involved in this, so I kind of have a inside view of it. But if you could tell us sort of how that product came about And and a bit more about it, that would be good.
1: Yeah, so one of the things that's come out from all of the work that we've been doing on the live work that we've been doing via Zoom is how can people access materials and handouts and revisit things? Um, And so we'd set up an electronic portal to enable people to do this. And we had a client contact us that wanted exactly that. They wanted something that people could look at in their own time and work through at their own pace. And they were thinking a kind of webinar or video. And and when we talked it through with the client, we decided that a a kind of three-part video process would be better for them with a, a workbook attached to that. As I was talking it through with the client, and they were very close to their industry sector, it really occurred to me that what they were doing in terms of getting a toolkit, for their salespeople to return to work was so valuable that it needed to be shared with other people. So it's a client we've worked with for 20 years and I talked it through and they were very happy if we didn't put anything in that was very industry-specific, sector-specific, that we could use the content that we were developing for them and sell that um, into other clients. And so that's that's what we've produced. So as I say, it's a three-part training video with a workbook that's attached to that. And it's all about helping salespeople think through the new landscape and the fact that they're probably going to have to get used to having sales conversations over video technology rather than face to face.
0: You know, we've talked about some of the things that may be an issue, which is around actually getting back into the right mindset, then having angst potentially about technology, because that's going to, I mean, I guess you had that when you were moving online yourself.
1: Completely, um, and I'm, you know, I'm not a digital native. You know, I've already talked about the fact that I've been doing this for 30 years, so you know, I didn't grow up with this technology. I've had to learn it, and that's, you know, there have been days when that's been challenging, but there are also days when you can see the benefit. And yeah, it's here to stay. It's not going to go away. Mm. We've got to, we've got to embrace it.
0: And then that whole thing about having those difficult conversations, because we talked about furloughing. But who knows what's happened in your customer's life? So you've really got to be thinking, stepping into their shoes. Yeah, Yeah.
1: completely. I mean, we always talk about um, stepping into the customer's world. It's the heart of what we teach, really. If you want to nuance your messages, you've really got to understand what's going on for a customer. But people's experiences of of this have been so varied. You can't make assumptions. Mm. You know, some people have been furloughed. Some people will have caught... The virus. Uh, Some people may have lost someone close to them because of the virus, or you know, even a colleague. We we don't know until Mm -hmm. we start having those conversations and understand what's happening for people. And then there will be a whole set of economic impacts into the, the business and what their business in their sector is looking like going into the next phase. One size isn't going to fit all, and people need to really be able to ask good questions and understand what's going on. For their customers and share, if it's not breaking any confidences, share insights that they're getting from their other conversations with customers. And that's another way that you add value to clients as well.
0: So because we've collaborated on this, um, you've done something special for listeners of the Speaking Club who want to get hold of this training. And I wondered if you could share about that.
1: Yeah, because this was a video-based product, I immediately thought of you. And actually, if anybody does get hold of a copy of this, uh, it will be your dulcet tones that take them through and present the, the training series to them. So, um, yeah, and because of that, because of that connection and because it's been a good collaboration because you've helped with some of the insights on that, um, instead of the usual £49, they can access it for £40. Um, so if you go to hyphen navigating hyphen sales hyphen conversations hyphen online. We've made that easy for you. Click the buy now button. It'll take you through to the checkout. And if you put the coupon code in TSC2020, and those are all uppercase letters, capital letters. So TSC2020. And I'm sure you'll put a Uh, link to that somewhere brilliant
0: yeah I'll put a link in the show notes and and if they go to that obviously it's it'll be in any currency they'll be able to buy it in their own currency yeah
1: the website will convert it for them brilliant
0: that's the training to help you get back into selling in the new landscape the three-part video series and workbook And it is good. I I know I'm a bit partisan, but it is good and it will help. So um, make sure if you have a need yourself to start uh, selling in this new environment, or you have teams that you need to get up to speed so that they can start back strong uh, and get those revenue streams going again, then I would uh, suggest you check it out. And I'll put the link in the show notes. Brilliant. That's brilliant. Diane, thank you so much for sharing all of that stuff. I think there's some really useful things there that will help. All of us attack with some energy, you know, working through the stuff and getting our businesses back to um, selling again in this new world. Now, I normally have some standard questions, which you know, and I've asked you a few of them in the past. I'm just going to switch it around a little bit. Now, what I wanted to know is what's the best business book that you've read this year? So 2020, is there anything that sort of stands out for
1: you? I can go and get it off my shelf. And in fact, we reference it because it's such a good Ah, book. Ah, yes. It's called Never Split the Difference, Negotiating as if Your Life Depended on It by Chris Voss, who's a former FBI negotiator. Really fascinating read. I'd recommend that.
0: Brilliant. And I've read it myself. I would too. I'll put a link in the show notes to that. And then I wanted to ask you, have you got any business advice for businesses hesitating about going
1: online? I honestly don't think you've got a choice. I think there are so many people who are seeing the benefits. Unless, I mean, you're not going to be an online hairdresser, are you? But if my hairdresser was giving clues on how to cut a fringe, or (laughs) I would probably probably lap that, (laughs) that video up right now. I truly think this is part of the landscape. Six months ago, if you'd have asked me that question, I would probably have been quite reticent but now we've been forced into it. Uh we've got to find a way of making it at work for us. And there are there are huge businesses you you'll know that my objective this year was to spend more time at home because I was fed up of all the travel that I did and, and routinely to run a training course it would be, you know, 4 hours in the car in one direction and 4 hours in the car in another direction and and that's not how I wanted to spend my life and it doesn't need to be because there's this technology here that enables you to do that. So we'll get back to a mix of things, but I don't think this is going to disappear. So just do it, basically. Just
0: do it. If it makes sense, don't, don't let yeah. fear stop you or anything else. Yeah. Good. Excellent. Well, listen, Diane, thank you so much. Good luck with the product and with the new sort of shape of your business and have a happy rest of the lockdown.
1: <laughs> you too. And thanks for all your help with it as well, Sarah. Thanks. You're
0: welcome. This was a short but sweet episode, and I hope you found it useful. As I mentioned in the interview, I worked with Diane to create this new training course, successfully navigating sales conversations online, and I'm chuffed that she's offered listeners of the Speaking Club a discount. I know she wanted to make it as affordable as possible so that it could get into the hands of as many people who needed it, and this makes it even better. So I've put the link to the course and the coupon code in the show notes. And if you think it will help you or your team hit the ground running and you can afford it without hardship, then it's definitely worth a look at. Go and connect with Diane too on LinkedIn. And if you have any questions, I'm sure she'd be happy to answer them. Thank you so much again for joining me. Have a fabulous week and keep safe. Oh, and of course, don't forget to go out or indeed stay in. But nevertheless, grab your life by the nuts and get cracking. Bye-bye. If you want to discover how to create a killer pitch that makes you or your business stand out from the crowd, then you'll want to grab your copy of my book straight to the top. It will help you clarify your USP, your business story, who your target market is, and what will make them buy. You'll discover how to get the edge on the competition and position your offer for success you'll also get proven elevator and investor pitch frameworks to use for maximum impact. To get the book for free plus lots of extra bonuses, you just pay shipping and handling, go to standoutpitch.com today.